In this episode, you're going to learn why high-performing, highly educated, highly trained professionals rely on checklists every day and why you should too. How to leverage the simple power of a checklist to improve your life and your business, identify what process in your life could benefit from a checklist, and go ahead and make that checklist. Straight from the boardroom to the microphone, I'm April Garcia, and this is Pivot Me, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. Helping good people become even better. This is Pivot Me. Today, we're talking about one of the easiest, most effective processes that you can use to increase your productivity and efficiency. You literally have everything you need right now to start using this tool. In fact, you probably use this tool already, but today we're going to talk about how you can use it more in your business and in your life. What is it, you ask? Well, I won't keep you in suspense any longer. I'm talking about checklist. Psh, nothing sexy about that, you think, but wait. Do not underestimate the power of this very simple tool. You can introduce checklists or, or processes into literally any aspect of your life or business and see almost immediate results. Now, I think that's pretty damn sexy. So at its core, what is a checklist? It's an established process, a recipe for success. Follow these steps and just like a recipe, you're going to have success every time. A checklist can be anything from a recipe for cooking a meal to a checklist for your morning routine. Do you always skip your vitamins or stretching in the morning? Add it to a checklist. This helps us make sure that we're not skipping something and we tend to skip the same things over and over again. When you put it on your checklist, you don't miss it anymore. Plus, it gives us a sense of accomplishment when we're done. We know got to check that box. Checklists at work can be around really any involved task when it's easy to skip a step. I found them to be very effective when we're looking at some things maybe that's emotionally charged. Um, the, the situation, the emotions are really high in that moment and it's really easy to miss something. Um, it can even just be around, you know, a business case where we've got to make a quick pivot and people are really concerned about what that looks like. And we use a checklist so that we make sure we, we deal with it pragmatically, that we don't let fear or concern or, or or doubt to bleed into that decision. And we're just moving along. Okay, let's see if it checks all the boxes. Because when we're facing these big challenges, the first thing we need to do is back the emotion out of it so we can see it clearly. And one way to do that is write down the steps on how to solve the problem, writing them down. So for example, I was working um, with a business who had their, their products were being manufactured in China. Well, there's been um, let's say a lot of changes recently, which has made that very hard. They were worried that the business would actually go under because of the increased fees associated with it. So this was a highly emotional state. The The owners were in, uh, the team was in. First thing we needed to do is back the emotion out of it. And I said, okay, walk me through the steps for your manufacturer. How do they get raw materials? What's the product uh, production schedule? How did you find this particular manufacturer, etc.? So then they started walking me through 
through the mechanics of the relationship with that manufacturer, the steps, and the emotion started to dissipate. It became easier to address the problem. When the when the steps of manufacturing was clear, we had that recipe for success. All we needed to do is go find another manufacturer who could make the same recipe. We'd end up baking the same cake. And that's what we did. And this works in business and it works in our personal life. So the example I gave about the uh, the manufacturer in China was a situation where she really wasn't sure what to do and we had to walk through the steps. But it's easy to overlook the significance of a checklist when we know what to do already. But having a checklist can make a huge difference for everyone, whether it's novice or experts alike. Even people who are highly trained and highly educated, they've been doing a particular task or job for years, can see huge benefits from a checklist. So let me give you another example. So more than a decade ago, the World Health Organization, you know, the specialized agency of the United Nations that's concerned with, you know, international public health was trying to figure out how to reduce the number of deaths in surgery. See, the number of surgeries had increased around the world, but the safety of those surgeries had not. Now, usually organizations might try to do more training or give give people more specialization or bring in more technology to solve a problem like this. But in surgery, you're already dealing with incredibly, you know, highly trained, highly specialized surgeons using the best technology they have available. Yet the WHO was still seeing high levels of death or disability that they believed could be avoided. So here's what the WHO did. They looked at other high-risk industries like skyscraper, uh, construction, and aviation. What they found is they all had one pivotal tool in addition to their technology, training, and expertise. Just one. You ready for it? What did they all have in common? Checklist. The WHO enlisted the help of the lead safety engineer for Boeing to help design a checklist for surgery. Together, they end up creating this 19-item, two-minute checklist that they began using with surgical teams. Then they implemented this checklist in eight hospitals around the world in places like uh, rural Tanzania to the University of Washington in Seattle. But here was the shocking results. Complication rates fell by 35% in every hospital they use these checklists in. The death rates fell by 47%. It's amazing. So in addition to the real lives saved by this checklist, the WHO checklist also, it saved money. It improved communication. Checklists only needed to prevent five complications before having a positive financial impact, even when the cost of implementation were taken into account. Just five. But imagine the lives that were saved because of a checklist. Surgery team members communicated better and were more likely to speak up about a problem when they were using a checklist. Once hospitals used this checklist, literally a one-page, three-column sheet of paper, they saved a significant amount of money and lives from one sheet of paper. I mean, do we really need more reasons than that, that a, a checklist can work? It's incredibly effective. So why did it work so well? Because it helped alleviate the mental load on these highly trained experts. I've talked before about mental, uh, your mental real estate, you know, that valuable beachfront property in your brain. That's where all your great ideas can happen. Well, it's hard to see the view from your, your brain balcony when it's cluttered. It's the same for surgeons. They didn't need more education or training pumped into their heads. They just needed to be reminded, did you pull the gauze out of the patient's abdomen? There's another illustration that I love about the power of checklists, and I'll put the link to it in the podcast notes. It's a it's a 3.5 second video of a 2013 Ferrari F1 
pit stop. Oh man, she's a beaut. First, you see the pit stop crew lining up at the spot where the Ferrari's about to pull in. And there's about 20 people all in this U-shape and each with a very specific job. They're crouched, ready to to lunge as soon as the race car pulls in the spot. And everybody is following a process. As soon as the Ferrari pulls in, everybody springs into action. They They change four tires in less than four seconds. Four seconds. Now, some people look at that and go, well, that process took four seconds. No, that process, that checklist that they were following took years, tons of preparation. And you guessed it, an amazing checklist. Because when you only have a very small period of time to do a very specific task, you need to free your mind to focus on that task at hand. And that takes a checklist. I'm April Garcia, an international business advisor, performance coach, serial entrepreneur, traveler, mama, wife, and just about everything in between. I've made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I only advise great executives and ambitious entrepreneurs on growing their business, having the right mindset, and contributing more to their world. Checklists aren't just for surgeons and pilots and Ferrari pit stop teams. They're for everyone. In my own household, we use uh, a checklist every morning for getting our kids to school on time. Parents out there, let's get real for a moment. Getting kids out the door in the morning is damn near the same as a Ferrari pit stop. Am I right or am I right? It's, uh, we, we built a process. We built a checklist around what time they needed to be up, get breakfast, you know, the stuff that easily gets skipped, like um, putting sunblock on uh, the back of their neck when they're wearing dresses or um, putting their water bottle in their backpack. These are the things that always get skipped. So when we have this checklist, it doesn't get skipped. And here's the other thing. It's not just about efficiency. It's not just about freeing up our, our mental real estate and saving time and frustration, which it does all that. A checklist uh, also allows someone else to step in and take over. So if we're at work early or we're in meetings that a grandparent can step in and what do I do? I have the checklist right on the fridge and they're looking at the checklist. This is the time the girls have to be up. This is the time they have to be done with breakfast. Um, Don't forget the sunblock on the back of their neck and the water bottle in their backpack. Checklists are used at home as well as business. It's just like a standard operating procedures, these SOPs. Small businesses need them and the household should use them too. So I brought up this, uh, this, this idea of checklist to a group of these high performing entrepreneurs who I work with. And each of them had a point, uh, a weak point in their business uh, where processes or sometimes lack of processes broke down. And we were talking about how to address this with checklists. And one of them said he needed a process for his new, uh, new client onboarding experience. Another needed a better payment collection process for a client that never pays on time. And a third uh, didn't have a really a clear hiring process. And that, that was maybe a, I don't know, three or $4 million business. So it's a smaller business, but um, they're bringing on people and it wasn't a smooth process. They weren't following any sort of order of how they were doing that. And these, these situations can be extremely emotionally charged. A struggle with a small business can be having a client that doesn't pay on time. And, and if we don't have a process that we're following in, in that situation, uh, that's when ambiguity can start to get into your process. And there's guessing and estimation, and then emotions bleed into your decisions. People get mad and frustrated and just becomes in this big dumpster fire. So um, the way you can handle that, we back out some emotion, we put a checklist in place, and these processes can be executed as beautifully as a Ferrari pit stop. But you've got to establish them before. You don't establish them after Bob is 
back due 90 days on his bill. That's not the time you're going to be making the best decisions about late paying Bob. It's when you've got a process already in place and you just go, hey, this is what happens when Bob goes to 31 days instead of 30 days net. Um, This is what happens when Bob gets to 45 days. You send like you know, cousin Vinny out at 60 days, whatever that looks like, whatever your process, no judgment here. But we want to establish that before so we can have a clear and concise checklist that applies every time. And we're not worried about emotions bleeding into it and changing our course. But if we think about it, what is a checklist really doing? I mean, it's, it's doing the things that we're talking about. But it's also building habits, right? And they are the true recipes of success. We know how important solid habits are. So if having a successful day looks like, hey, did I do my morning routine? Did I get my workout in? Um, Did I get my kids off to school on time? If you're following a checklist, you're going to nail it every time. And here's the thing. There's going to be variables. You're going to get distracted. You're going to get pulled in 10 different directions. That's just the world that we're living in now. But if you know that and you're following your list or your process, you'll have a basis for success success every day. That's a non-negotiable. It's no longer this, this, this magic or alchemy. It's a recipe. Checklists also reduce decision fatigue. It's not one more thing that you're trying to remember in your head, especially when we all know that this is one thing we tend to forget. You're at the store and you're like, I always forget the milk. Don't forget the milk. Put the milk on a list. You're not going to forget the milk. It's all good. So as I'm talking about this, whether it's, you know, pulling gauze out of people's abdomens or getting your kids off to school or or you're, you know, onboarding new clients or getting, you know, late paying Bob to pay on time, make him early paying Bob or, or fire Bob. Um, what is an area in your life or your business you could use a checklist Do you know it immediately? Maybe you know a few areas you need a checklist. We'll only pick one. But what is that one area that you go, oh my goodness, with just just a checklist, just a few things jotted down, whether it's a note on the refrigerator or an involved process at work, that would help so much. Is it is it a sequence of when a new client drops into your your CRM? Hey, this is how we're going to handle them. It, we're not going to go and ask so and so. We're not going to ask Tina every time how to do this. We're just going to have Tina write out a checklist, and that's going to be the process we go for. What is the checklist you're about to create? So let's move this into action. You guys know that I'm all about executing content, not just consuming it. So every podcast, I release at least one action item, one call to action for you guys. The two today are first, let's identify an area of your professional or personal life that could benefit from a checklist. And two, it's okay if there's multiple, that's all right. We'll just put it on a parking lot list, put it to the side. We're just taking one today, ladies and gentlemen, just one. Second, make that checklist. So as you go through this week, while it's fresh in your mind, look for the opportunity. Some of you may already know where you're going to put your checklist in place. I bet you can think of a couple of areas where a wonderfully, beautifully executed checklist would really serve you and your people well. Is it going to be getting your kids ready for school tomorrow? Is it going to be how you pack for a camping trip, onboard a new client, or articulate your deliverables? Get those wheels turning. A checklist will serve you well. But I want you to remember that it's better if we only execute on just one thing right now. I always say you can do all the things you want to do. You just can't do them all at once. So let's pick one. Now, I've received lots of messages on this, and I love that you see so many areas that you want to execute a, a checklist. 
was. But again, guys, keep it simple. Pick one area and keep that list simple. Complexity is the enemy of execution. So where's that one area of your life that really matters most? It's going to give you the most juice for your squeeze, uh, the most bang for your buck. Sometimes another way of looking at it is what is an area that will bring you the most pleasure or maybe is causing you the most pain? Can a checklist solve that? Don't take on too many things at once. Just say, okay, here's this one thing. And this one thing is going to make a huge difference in my life. Now go after that thing. Start creating it now and do it. Practice some violent execution. You've got that checklist in mind. Great. Let's do it. And again, when you're creating that checklist, remember those steps that always get forgotten, those gaps. So again, with the surgery example, it's not like they say, first, open chest wall. Like, all right. Nothing, ain't nothing going to happen unless the chest wall's open, right? But it is going to be like, did you pull the gauze out? Did you count how many of the things that you were sticking in the body then came out of the body? Those kinds of things. So what are your gaps, those commonly forgotten steps? And make sure you put those in. It's got to be easy to follow and it's got to be relevant. Eliminating complexity also goes for, for you being able to share that checklist with your team, whether that's in your business or your house. Don't use complicated tools that have their own set of learning curves. Instead, use what you got. Um, You don't need necessarily new software or new apps to make this happen. It can be a spreadsheet. It can be a Word document. It can be a sticky on your fridge. Easy to execute. Something that you can hand off to someone else and they're going to know exactly what you mean so it's repeatable. A recipe. Your Betty freaking Crocker up in here. Let's make it super simple. So rely on the tools that you've got now. So let's wrap this up. Let's bring this full circle. Let's land this plane or bake the cake. The checklist is just one more tool for us. One more tool to make it easy for us to execute. One more tool so we can go after this amazing goal, this amazing life, this fulfilling existence that we all want. We're all looking to get to that next level. We keep striving. We keep outgrowing ourselves. And this is just a very simple tool to help do that. Surgeons do it. Pilots do it. Ferrari pit stop crew do it. So it's time for us to do it too. Our time is our most valuable resource, which is why we continue to give you tools to make you more efficient, more productive. That's the number one question people ask me all the time. How do I get more done in my day? How do I go through my to-do list quicker? And so that's why we always bring you tools like this. It's non-renewable resource that time. Those grains that are slipping through the hourglass, we are going to leverage all of them. We're going to make the most. So we also get to do all these other things in our lives that we love. There are always ways to optimize our time and our efficiency. We've got to keep taking advantage of them. The answer isn't more hours worked in the office. The answer is productivity, hacks, tools, best practices. That's what we're all about here. So let's use them. Is it work? Yeah, it's work to create a checklist, but less work than without one. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, Give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at TheAprilGarcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors, and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.